you know the story of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers is the story of uh, Moses delivering Israel from uh, captivity, from slavery in Egypt, with the goal to take them to the promised land. Uh, and so it took them about a year to get out of Egypt uh, into the border of the promised land. If you know the story, uh, Moses would then send 12 tribes into Canaan uh, to check out the land. Out of those 12 tribes, uh, 12 spies, uh, 12 came back. 10 would say, there's giants in the land, it's too hard, it's too difficult, we can't do it. Two would say, if God is with us, we can do it. Uh, the uh, nation of Israel, they went for a democratic vote. Uh, can I suggest when God's speaking, democracy is not always the best way to go. Uh, theocracy is the way, what's God say? Uh, and so they, they listened to the voice of the ten, uh, and effectively that led to the nation of Israel wandering for 40 years in the wilderness. It would only be after that generation of adults have died that the nation would be positioned to re-enter the promised land. Can I get those boxes uh, brought, at least one box brought to me, thanks, uh, Dave. Um, just bring a box and leave it here for me. Sam, if you can put it up on my table when Dave brings it, it'd be great. Um, so then we come to the book of Joshua. And uh, when, when God effectively says, okay, it's time. And so the nation is positioned on the, on the banks of the Jordan River. Um, but the problem is the banks of the Jordan River is in flood. It's flooding. Now, floods are terrible. Floods are terrible. Um, I'm sure you know that. Newcastle's had its share of floods over the years. Um, but you know what? In, in Australia, looked into it, in Australia, we've had, since, since 2000, and this number needs to be adjusted because we've had another, about 10 people die in the last week in the floods in North Queensland. And so, so I haven't got the exact number, but from 2000, we've had over 140 people die from floods. That's massive. Uh, the, the, the most um, deaths in a flood was in 1863 in the little township of Gundagai. Uh, the, the Murrumbidgee River overflowed, and we had... Uh, 89 people died in that flood. And so floods can create massive problems. Power is gone, travel, communication. In fact, the floods in uh, western New South Wales last year uh, took out one of the rivers uh, and so between Lithgow and Bathurst. My mum was in Lithgow and Bathurst. All the gas pipelines were washed away and so they had no gas for about three months. And so uh, floods are devastating. Um, they are destructive and they're dangerous. So the nation of Israel, they don't just come to, the, to a flooded channel and they, it, it's a significant obstacle they are facing. Something stood between, they are standing on the banks of the river. Across the river was the land of promise, the promised land that God had promised them. And they were, what stood before them in the, receiving the promise was an impossibility in the natural and what we're going to learn is that God always partners with us in the impossibilities of life. If you're facing an impossibility, can I encourage you? God wants to partner with you through that. I'm going to read some scriptures, and then I'm going to share for a little bit longer, and then we'll move to something practical. So Joshua chapter 3, if you've got your Bibles, Joshua chapter 3, uh, they're going to be up on screen starting in verse 12. So the, bank, the, uh, the nation is at the banks of the river, and God's got a plan to get them through this impossibility, this obstacle. And so Moses says, Now choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, 
one from each tribe. The priests will carry the ark of the Lord and the, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as the feet touch the water, the flow of the water will be cut off upstream and they will stand up like a wall. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan and the priests were carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season, so the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point uh, began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zerithan. And the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the ark of the Lord's covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as people crossed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Forty years before this event, God did another similar miracle. You may remember the story. Israelites had just escaped out of Egypt. Pharaoh and his armies were chasing them down and they came to the Red Sea and had no way to get across. So Moses, God told Moses to stretch forth his hand, his rod, his staff, and the waters parted. You've all seen the movies, you know, whether it's Charlton Heston or it's um, really bad special effects, or whether it's, um, what's the last one, Prince of Egypt, which did much better. But anyway, here they are, stretched forth his rod, the waters parted, and the nation of Israel escaped from the attack of the enemy. But those who experienced that miracle, they died. Forty years of wandering, the adults that experienced the miracle of God there had passed away. And so this time, God is doing a similar miracle, but in a different way through the floodwaters. And so let's go to chapter 4. When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose twelve men, one from each tribe. Tell them to take twelve stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them at the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had chosen, one from each of the twelve tribes of Israel. He told them, Go into the middle of the Jordan, in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial in the future. In the future your children will ask you, What do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord's covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. So the men did as Joshua commanded them. They took twelve stones from the middle of the river, one for each tribe, just as the Lord told them. They carried them to the place where they camped for the night and constructed a memorial there. If you've been in church for any length of time, you may know that. You, you probably know the story. If this is the first time in your church, you may be thinking, well, that's a very interesting story. Uh, but what it was, these 12 stones were became a memorial for the people of Israel forever. And their purpose of this pile of stones was to remind them that God is faithful to His people and God is faithful to His promises. At the end of the chapter, Moses would say this regarding God, that He did this so that all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful and so you might fear the Lord your God forever. The purpose of these stones is to remind the nations of the world and ourselves that God is powerful and that we'd be full of fear for Him. Now, often you can think of fear, oh, I'm, I'm afraid of God. This is not what fear is about. The word fear is to be filled with awe, is to be filled with honour. And fearing God 
It gives us a glimpse of who he is, and that leads to worshipping him. That's the purpose of memorial. It's to say, wow, look at what God has done. God, you are amazing, and it leads us to worshipping him. That the thread that was coming through what all the uh, our prophetic team spoke and Ali spoke. See, the purpose, the purpose of memorials was to keep, the, to keep the nation's eyes on God. More than acknowledging something that happened in the past, but actually reminded of God's goodness and faithfulness and His nature that is available to His people. Now that got me thinking a little bit. Thanks a lot to get me thinking, but this one got me thinking. As I reflected on my life, there was, there was times in my life that I could say, you know what, God intervenes significantly. I could, I could always take a stone. I could, I could take a stone and remember the time where, where I was in 1978 at a, a Red Grace course and at a Billy Graham crusade. And, and I remember when God spoke to me and I gave my heart to him. That was a significant moment. That's a, that's a, that's a great place for a memorial, take it, to, to remember something of God. Then there's the times where I was at a youth, uh, youth conference at Katoomba and I, I remember going to Echo Point in uh, an evening and, and hearing the wind blow on a, on a warm evening at a, at a youth convention in, in probably end of January, whatever year that was. I remember the Spirit of God just capturing my heart and you know, if I went back to Echo Point, there'd be a, a sense of significance of that, of that place where I remembered God did something. Then, then there was that time where there was a, a rocky outcrop. I was at Bible College. There's a rocky outcrop. I lived in the Blue Mountains uh, and we had a waterfall probably at two, three hundred metres down, half a kilometre down the road. But there's a rocky outcrop I used to go every morning to pray. And I remember and there, there were moments where God would meet me and speak with me. And, and I, could, I could almost get a memorial stone there and I could, I could go back there. And if I went back there now, I, I'd, I'd find that space and something would go in my heart that I'd remember God met me and God spoke to me and God, God revealed His goodness and His care and His love to me at that point. You see, memorial stones remind us of something God's done. Or, there, or there's a time where oh, I was at the State, State Sports Centre at, at a conference. Um, and, and I remember so clearly I was, I was running away from the call of God in my life to ministry. I was happy. I was single. Well, I was happy. I wasn't happy because I was single. In fact, I was unhappy because I was single. Um, but I was, I, was, I, was, I was desperate for, for God, just to get clarified that way. Uh, and, you know, all his blessings. Um, but I remember I was at this conference and, and, and the word of God came from the pulpit and, and it was so profound and so significant and, and I had to at that point, I had to change my life, I, I had to make adjustments to my life. It was that moment where I, I responded to the call of God into ministry and I resigned my professional career and I said, God, I'm all in. That's a memorial stone. I've got... I've got, I've got Time and time again when God has spoken, God has acted and God has moved. And I look back and I go, wow God, you were just so amazing. So many others. But I wouldn't have enough rocks in this box to, to go through and think about the other times. These would be great places to set up stones. To go back and remember. So many times God's shown himself faithful to me. Where his goodness and his kindness is his goodness and His mercy. There's so many times I've just experienced God overflowing my life, in my family, in our church. You know, and I'm sure you have those moments too. Where God has sustained and supported you. Where God has provided and protected you. 
May God has encouraged and empowered you. If you took the time, and we're going to take the time in a few minutes, to remember that, I think God wants to do something significant as we move forward. But I read an article that really challenged me regarding my stones. Add more stones than that, that'll do. I can't remember the I can't remember the title, but the thought was we can spend our lives putting stones in the wrong places. Because there's there's times when I face difficult situations. And instead of going to the to the stone where when I remember what God has done, I, I, I go to other stones. I go to places where, where I've, I've built memorials and I've, I was discouraged or disappointed. I go to places where, where instead of looking at what God's done, I look at what I haven't done. And there's times I've just gone to the wrong stones. Instead of celebrating His goodness and His, and His kindness and, and, and all that He's done for my life and my ministry and my family. Instead of that, I go to the wrong stones. I, I, I camp and I settle down at places where I've disappointed people or disappointed myself or disappointed God. I go to places of fear and failure and I, instead of remembering what God has done I, in, in, the, in the stones where I should be celebrating Him, I, I go to the stones where I oh, messed up and I did this and I said that and I didn't do this and I was hurt and the, this person said this and I go to the wrong stones. Places of fear and failure. Places of guilt and shame. And it's too easily, too easily I find myself there. And I'm reliving those moments. That, that, that lie in my history, but can still haunt me when I'm at my lowest. Those stones don't remind me of God. They remind me of myself. And those stones exist Usually because of unresolved issues in my heart. Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe it's forgiveness towards someone else. Someone said this or did this or didn't say this and do this. Or forgiveness toward myself. Or forgiveness even toward God. Or I go to those stones because of anger or bitterness or envy and pride. All these unresolved issues in our heart cause us to create memorials that don't honour God. They create memorials that don't build our faith and celebrate God's goodness. They're memorials that fill us with fear and shame and guilt. You know what? And I know I'm not the only one. I think everyone has a memorial stone or two, maybe, in the wrong place. And if we don't deal with those stones of 2023... If you don't deal with the wrong stones and wrong memorials of the year gone by, and we've all messed up. Hands up if you messed up. Hands up if the person next to you has messed up. Yeah. <laughs> we all mess up. We've all got regrets. We've all got disappointments. We've all got stuff we wish we didn't do. We've all got stuff we wish we didn't say. And I tell you what, we can't build memorials to them. We can't carry those stones into... 2024. We can't gather and reflect and be miserable and mope and, and be full of self-pity. Yeah, we may need to deal with some stuff. Some stuff we need to lay down. Some stuff we may need to go out and say sorry. But we can't carry those stones into the new year. 
And I know we have all we've all had difficult experiences in life. There's some of some of us the mistakes we make are massive, and they do shape us, and they do influence us, and they do create they, they shape who we become. And some of those places in your history you've got to pass through. You can't say that didn't happen because very clearly it did. But we can't stop in those places. We need God's grace to find healing in those places. We've got a, a number of prayer ministries in our church that are, that are wonderful ways to, if you need some help, to demolish some of those wrong stones, those wrong memorial piles. If you need some help, we've got people who would love to take some time and meet with you and pray with you because we want to see you walk into a new year with no memorials but the memorials to God except the ones that remind you of all that God is. And I, know God, and I know in the worst moments that God's been there. And I know God's helped us. And I know God's grace enables us and empowers us and forgives us and helps us to move on. But you know what? When you come to those places, don't stop, don't stop there at those wrong places, at the wrong stones. You know, Christmas reminds us that God entered into our mess. God enters into our chaos, into our brokenness and our pain. And when we when, when were at our lowest, that God came. And at, that, at, that, at our lowest, God meets us, strengthens us, and delivers us. Isaiah the prophet would write this. He would say, don't be afraid, for I have ransomed you. What the word ransom means? Someone held you hostage and demanded a price. And someone paid it and set you free. God says, you are no longer hostage to the past. You are no longer hostage to the enemy. That I have ransomed you. You have been paid for. You are free while you're still living as a slave. I've called you by name. You are mine. And when you go through deep borders, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. What a great scripture. What a great prophetic word from God for you and me today. You know, sometimes God parts the water. We saw that in the story of Joshua. Sometimes God parts the water. Other times, He is with us through the water. But every time, everyone say every time, Every time, He is with us through to the other side. His goal is to get you through to the other side. Sometimes you'll see the miraculous, and you'll see the waters part. Other times you will go through the floods, you will go through the fires, and we've all been through them, but if, and if they come again at you, remember that He is with me. He was with me in 2023, and He will be with me in 2024. So as we come to the practical part of this message, the question I have for you is, what stones are you carrying into the new year? What memorials have you set up that have, that have, that have kept your eyes off God and His promises? Memorials of rejection or pain or disappointment. Maybe they're the memorials, maybe they're the stones you are carrying across into your life. You know, sometimes our greatest testimony comes from our greatest test. 
I know you've heard that before. I hesitated saying that one because it can sound so cliche. You know, he turned that test into a testimony. Now, for the nation of Israel, I want you to think about where did their stones come from? The very obstacle they were facing. The memorial stones of of what they remembered by God came from the very hardship they were experiencing. You know, we get to choose. You get to choose what you carry into 2024. And you get to choose what you let go of at the end of 2023. We get to choose to build a memorial to what, what God has done and what God has promised and what God has said and who God is and remember who God is and what He has done. Or you can get to choose to build a memorial to your own insufficiency. If these stones could speak, is the title of my message. If you were to find yourself at a memorial stone of your life, if the stone could speak, what would it say? Would it tell you of God and His glory and His goodness and His power and His grace? Is that the stone you're listening to? Or will the stone just tell you, the wrong stone will tell you of how insufficient and inadequate you are? So we can do something practical as we come toward the end of the service. The last service of 2023. I've got a stone for every single one of you. Now throw them. No, no. I'm going to ask Chris and Pete to come and uh, help me just bring the other box up. I'd love to give you a stone that you can carry into the new year. And we're going to do something practical with it, so you're like one of the three kings bringing gold, frankincense, and smirch. If you guys can just uh, pass them around. Sorry. And, and we've got some sharpies. We've got some pens for you. Yeah, pens is on one for every row-ish. So, so take a row, share your pen. Don't do anything, no smiley faces on yet. We haven't got pride, we're not going to stick little bubbly eyes on them and little pipe cleaners. Okay. What we're going to do, I'm going to explain it, then we're going to watch a video clip while you act it. Not act, it's not, it's not a play. When you actually do something about it, I should say. Now, if you're home, I'm sorry I don't have a stone for you. Um, we'll likely have some left over. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to do three things in a moment. Can we get the next slide? Thanks. While the song's playing, we're going to do three things. We're going to reflect. We're going to take a moment to look backwards. I want you to take a moment and consider what God has done. Remind yourself of His goodness and his kindness, and his power, and his presence. So I, I, I want to take us, us to take time, just you know, just the length of a song. And it's not a die straight song, so it's not that long. We're going to take some time just to reflect and, and actually think about and look at what God has done. Then we're going to remember. You're going to share your sharpie, 
and you're going to write, I encourage you, that you can do whatever you like, but I'd, I'd be encouraging you to write maybe one word or two on your stone. That reminds you of God, what God has done. Where he revealed his nature or his goodness or his character to you. Maybe he provided for you. Maybe you could write, wife, Isaac Johnston. There's a good one to remember. Or maybe you can, you can remember some, some provision of his. Or maybe he, maybe he, maybe, maybe you're hoping for, you needed a new car and he provided a car. You can write car. Just write something that reminds you of something God's done. Could be, you, you could write, um, uh, right there, let me get back here. You could write breakthrough. You could write favour. You could write knee. Would knee mean anything to anyone here? <laughs> Hit, Gary. Maybe something God's done. Maybe something that you weren't expecting, but all of a sudden's happened. Rest. I don't know. This is up to you. This is your job, not mine. My my, uh, my wife and son told me, "Don't spell it out. Let, let God speak to you." One or two words, something specific or general, up to you. For a child, baby. Or maybe you're here. Maybe there's a promise that hasn't happened yet. Maybe there's something God said to you in your at the end of the year thinking this hasn't come to pass. Maybe you could write that down. Reflect, remember. And then the last part of this is to remind. Now the nation of Israel crossed over. Have you got any stones? Have we got enough? Pens are going to be shared. So if you're finished with your pen, you can pass it on. When the song's played, if you need a pen, just raise your hand. Someone will throw a pen at you. <laughs> but I want to, the, the last point is so important because this is the end of it all. Because even though the nation of Israel crossed the Jordan through a flood, which was a miracle. Even though that they were in the land of promise, which is wonderful, there were still cities to capture and enemies to defeat. And, and whenever they, I can imagine, whenever they felt discouraged or overwhelmed or this is impossible, God, this is impossible, I'm sure what they could do is wander back to the banks of the Jordan. And they can, when they're facing a, a new impossibility for a new year and a new season, they can go back to the standing stones. They can go back and listen to what those stones would speak. And they would see God has done that before. God has delivered us before. God has provided freedom for us. And so whenever they faced difficulties, they would be reminded of what God would say. They'd know that God is with them and that God is for them and that God has a good plan for them. That's what the stones would speak. Can I borrow a stone for a second? Indoor cricket, no, not very good. <laughs> hey, yeah, some of you are laughing because you played with me. All right. <laughs> Butter chicken fingers, they call me. All right. <laughs> No, no one's going to listen to anything I say seriously. This is a serious part. 
None of us know what 2024 holds. True. Who can remember 2023 New Year's or 2022? Or let's go back. Who knows what this year holds? But this stone, it can serve as a reminder of what God has done. It can serve as a reminder to you what God has promised. It can serve as a reminder of who God is. And as you face the unknowns of a new year, as you face a, a, a giant or an obstacle or a city or a, a thing that needs to get dealt with, you can go to your stone. What would it say? What would it remind you of God? How would it remind you of what Jesus did for you? I'm not saying build an altar to your stone. Uh, don't do that. It's not an idol. But maybe, maybe you could put it somewhere safe. Your garden bed's a good, not a good place at all. You can find a place, you can take them, and when those times come, you can go back and take hold of them. God, you've been so good to me. You've been so good to me in the year gone by. You've been so good to me in the decade gone by. And I'm facing this situation that's so hard, and I'm reminded of who you are. And I'm going to hold on to faith to that. In 2024, I pray this memorial stone will speak to you and remind you that this that God's hand is powerful. He's done it before and he can do it again. We're going to play this song now. As if you haven't had a chance to, to reflect and remember, here's your moment. And then once the song's finished, I'll, we'll wrap up and we'll uh, finish the service. Thanks. Hey, can you do a light of thanks, eh? Thank you. 
stand together and we're going to pray and then we're done. I'd like you to uh, take hold of your stone. Even if you haven't written on it, because some of you may need time to reflect and a bit more time to write. Well, there's not much space to write, but a bit of homework. You could even look for a scripture reading and verse and put that on the other side of the stone. But what you hold it in your hand? I'm just going to pray over it. I'm going to pray over you this morning. Father God, I come before you today. Lord, just uh, amazed at who you are. Lord, all you've done in our history, in your presence and your goodness that's been with us, even in our difficult times. And Lord, I want to stand in faith with, with those of our church family that are holding onto something of you, a dream, a promise, something of who you are. Lord, I just thank you that you have already done that before. And Lord, that you are able to do that again. And Lord, as they walk into a new year, as we all walk into a new year with this unknowns, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would be the living stone, that you would be the cornerstone that we allow to speak into our hearts. That we would anchor ourselves and build our year ahead, not built on the stones of the past. That we would build our lives on the stones of tomorrow. That we would respond to the, to the voice and the, your word and your spirit. That we would step out in faith and hold on to the promise that you have for us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.